Did you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? Chuck, dude, you didn't realize. Swing. Your mom goes to college. Welcome to Pods and Pies. We got some. Uh, what kind of pizza we got? Well, we got some Domino's. There we go. This is a thin crust. We're both kind of trying to eat a little. We're, we're in a weight loss competition right now <laughs> between each other. So when occasionally I'll buy the thin crust. So yeah. these are four thin crust, and it's just, I don't even, I got four different kinds of pizza. I don't know. Yeah. So That's great. So we're just like, okay, you, you feel a little healthier when you eat, even though you eat a hundred slices of the thin crust, probably equals the same thing. Yeah. But, but you, you feel, feel like better. you're doing something better. Chicken you got to you got to let a few fat that, people okay, into this your is, weight loss your weight loss contest. I don't You guys don't got much to lose. Oh shit, I don't know what this, I don't even know what that is. This is parmesan chicken something. Yes. This pepperoni. is a barbecue. This is a barbecue that chicken jalapeno. Good. That's Perfect. just straight pep. I eat it all. Yeah. Okay. I uh, yeah. I put myself want. through college working at a pizza a pizza restaurant. Where? Fat Cats. Fat Cats. I was at Ooh. Fat Cats. Down the, in Provo. I was in Provo. I was yeah. in Salt Lake. I did it all there. That's a family friend be- uh, business. So I'm Dude, the pizza. I'm the pizza guy. We'll have to talk after. But you looked super familiar. I wonder if like I saw you at a Fat Cats or something like <laughs> forever I, ago. If you've been to a Fat Cats, let's see. I worked there. 2005 to like 2011, you probably okay. saw me. Probably. I was no, probably that, cleaning your shoes. Was it like a family friend that owned it before or still owns it now? They or? still own it, yeah. The Fat Cats, Costa Vida. Yeah. Shout out to the Rudders. Yeah, yeah. Rudders. So I, I go biking with Caden. Go biking Rudder. with Caden all the time. I know Caden really and well. That's dude, hilarious. That is hilarious. So his older brother, Caleb, was Caleb, my, I, one of my best friends from yeah. high school. Dude, I, dude this last year... I went with with them a bunch of times, and Caden and well Caleb especially, dude, he's freaking nuts. Like, That's he what they tell me. me. He scares me on the bike. Like I can't even follow. I can't go as fast as him. But it it was um, it was fun to get to know those guys. Those are the same rumors I'm hearing about Caleb. He's a little reckless, dude. He Caleb, loves, clean it up. He loves just bombing it. Yeah. The, I'm not an adrenaline guy, so yeah. you know I'm not. I'm gonna watch from the, yeah. the base. Not that we need to get mountain. into it, but Caden, no. Caden's wife and my wife are extremely good friends, and so, you know, when they got married, anyway. So cool. Like, yeah, that's good family. No, there. that's great. Then old Davey, I've been biking with Dave, uh, twice. We call him Papa Rut. One yeah. of the best guys <laughs> to ever seriously to ever be alive. I love that guy. Yeah, Papa Rut. Okay. Cool anyway, how do right. you spell your last name? Uh, I O R G. I O R G. And it's pronounced uh, Orge. Orge. Okay. I think we made the, we made the name up and the pronunciation. <laughs> Alex with Orge. That, uh, okay. Yeah. Anybody with that last name is my cousin. Okay. For sure. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. We know. We know the lineage of where yeah. that came from. Yeah. I got a I got a mom that's into the genealogy, so we've, where, we've figured uh, so that where one is out. It? It's German, it? but German. Uh, there was a one guy came across and. Char- Charles, the first Charles origin, had 11 kids and started the <laughs> started, started, started the tree, the or, the started that branch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. So you're with Wholesome Ag. Yeah. So Wholesome What's Co. Your, the the Wholesome company Co. that owns okay. it all is Wholesome Co. Inc. And there's some weird, I'm in the cannabis space, so there's some weird uh, legal, like how you form the company is a little bit differently, yeah. but not too different. What's your official 
title? What's your role? So you I'm their, uh, I'm the operations. I was one of the founders as well of Wholesome Co. So I've been in from the beginning. Before Wholesome Co. started, I managed Prop 2, which was the campaign that legalized medical cannabis. Okay, so yeah, I come let's, from a let's back up for a second. Let's, yeah. let's start there. Because, I mean, medical America, I mean, the where marijuana in Utah is, it's a big step, right? It's a big deal. So let's back up kind of what, because you talked, you were working at Fat Cats where you're going to school. Mm-hmm. Like, take us back there and then kind of walk us to how you got set up with Wholesome. So I've, I've done a lot of political stuff. That's more of my background, um, local, but also in Arizona, you know, Michigan, Nevada. I do a lot of stuff in Nevada, uh, the South, Georgia. So we had, a, I worked with a political consultant and and uh, got a lot of experience around the state, especially gathering signatures. That was one of the things we did a lot of. Yeah. We don't get a lot of signature uh, initiatives in the state of Utah because it's very difficult to do here. So what you saw in 2018 was a whole bunch of uh, signature initiatives that were piling on top of each other. Because like, okay, if they're going to get it, we'll jump on too. And it just kind of happened. You had four or five in the same year led by Medicaid reform or, um, yeah, Medicare. Medicare, uh, no, Medicaid. I get those mixed up. <laughs> Medicaid reform, medical marijuana, um, the the boundary districting, yeah. uh, redistricting yeah. was what it's called. And then there was another political one that never quite made it through, but... Uh, because I had so much experience out of state and also knew Utah very well on the signature gathering front, I was very interested in medical cannabis. I big supporter for a long time. You know, you hear the stories, you see it in real life. It's more impactful. It's super important for people to have access to this medicine. And uh, you know, the the legislature wasn't moving on it. It wasn't something they wanted to say yes to. So we went out and gathered the signatures. There was started with a pretty small group. Um, Libertas was a big part of this. Uh, some patient groups, Libertas uh, Institute. They're a they're a think tank libertarian group down in U- Lehigh. Okay. Um, a lot of people <laughs> familiar with probably their policies. Uh, and then, you know, we just. Like I was saying, legislative wasn't happening, so we we just decided to kick off this campaign. That's whenever I joined a couple people, DJ, Connor, who had already started it, uh, <clears throat> some of the patient groups, and then um, we raised a bunch of money. We were able to start getting these signatures. So it came together. We didn't quite have the plan when we started of how it would come together. We didn't know. There was a few times on the campaign we thought we might have to shut it down, too, because we just didn't have the money. We weren't getting the the traction we wanted, but it all worked out. It was it was pretty pretty wild couple of years. And this is back in eighteen. So it started. We filed the petition in twenty seventeen, but we had started in the legislature. Efforts had been going on since as early as twenty fourteen. But that twenty sixteen legislature basically said we're not going to do this. Yeah, it's not happening. If you want to do it, go go through uh, initiative. And so that's where we took it. And luckily, because there was a lot of synergy between the groups getting um, signatures, we all wanted to make the ballot. So having those other folks gathering, just put a ton of people on the streets gathering signatures, which is a lot more common in other states. We don't see it in Utah, but California, it's always happening. Oregon, a lot of the West Coast states are big signature gathering states. Florida is actually another really big one. 
And if when you look at the states of who's legalized medical cannabis and who hasn't, it's a lot of states that don't have that initiative process. North Carolina, Texas, these bigger states that you would think would would have implemented it before Utah, but because yeah. they don't have that process, they can't. Yeah. So. And and when was the company formed? So we we started in 2018. So after the after the campaign, there was a few members that we had known that. When did the bill uh, pass? Really quick. Was so that 2019? It was 2018, and then so the legislative. Uh, I'm sorry. The the vote was in 2018, and then the legislative bill that replaced our initiative. Uh, was 2019, early 2019. They called a special session, which okay. never yeah. happens to pass a bill like that. But because this one was being implemented and it was creating a whole new industry, they had a special session, implemented it to some controversy over how they, what they decided to redraft. But, you know, in Utah, if you have an initiative, it's essentially you're creating legislation and then the legislators have full reign to go in there and change anything they want. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, I know that upsets some people. I, I can get it from both sides. Um, you know, the program as it is right now, I think is pretty strong compared to where we thought it might be. Uh, over 20,000 patients with medical cards and growing every day. So it, it started off, I think, a little bit rocky. People were unsure where it was gonna go, but um, ultimately I think it's been a pretty successful program and, yeah. and it's getting better. There's stuff going on right now that some were in favor of, some were a little bit nervous about, but it seems to be heading in the right direction. So it officially passed. Go ahead and take a bite, man. <laughs> I'll talk for a second. It officially passed in 2019, right? Is that fair? Is that safe? It became legal in 2019, yeah. Okay. So you, what indicators did you have to start your business in 2018, even though it hadn't officially Oh, so yet. we hadn't start. Sorry, we hadn't started till 2019. We okay. some I knew some of these members from um, of that co-founding group from 2018 from the campaign. Okay. One of them was um, my campaign uh, partner. He was running the campaign with me, DJ, DJ, and uh, so we started with a few because you know you need some money to start a business. DJ yeah. and I don't. We didn't have any money. So some of the money guys. Uh, we hooked up with them and decided to go try to get some of these licenses that were being um, put out there. We had community relations. We knew the patients. We'd been with the program for a while. And, and uh, having the expertise of growing cannabis, starting these retail spots, we had, a, we had a good team. It ended up being about 10 people. And we were kind of minor. We, well, we still are minor partners of that business. But 10 people to fund this and... Um, a few of us are still in the day-to-day -day operations, but by and large, that group is still still on the, how many, on the papers. Um, how many licenses are there are there issued for, from the state? So there were. What does, that, what does that really mean? What does that license mean? I mean, you get a license. There were eight, right? So they gave out eight. Yeah, eight? the the bill said yeah. ten, and they decided to only give out eight, and then they got rid of those extra two for uh, that was just regulated reasons. I'm not quite sure why. But is that, uh, that a license to grow? Yeah, there's eight companies in the state that can grow up to 100,000 square feet of cannabis. 100,000 square feet of cannabis is a lot of cannabis. Okay. <laughs> Most are growing, you know, some are, some are going for that full allotment. A lot of folks are, uh, you know, growing with the program. Right now, if somebody were to grow and have 100,000 square feet. 
as we just said. You, I'm yeah. Just clear. So 100,000 square feet. Yeah. I'm just trying to visualize. Yeah, that's a lot. The size. I mean, okay, this this building that we're in. I mean, mm -hmm. you're in you're in two thirds of it, right? We're in two thirds of this building. And that in this this whole building is like 24,000 square feet, if you took both sides. So times that by four. You're talking about. That's a. Thousands and you know tens yeah. of thousands of pounds of cannabis every <laughs> year. Yeah, and you know it, it, it's more than is actually even legal to purchase by all the, the patients. But the idea is people will grow into it, and it'll become more popular, and and uh, and we've seen that, but not to the level that has been allotted. But like I said, th this program's going to be around for a while. Yeah, the it is a legislative created industry, which is strange to work in because, you know, the government literally created they. For a hundred years, you couldn't, you couldn't uh, operate in this industry, and then they just created it with legislation. So yeah. it's it's a little funky, but um, you know we get through and we have good relations with the with the regulators we work with. And so you can grow, we can cannabis and up to a hundred thousand square feet. Okay, that's we part don't. Of the, yeah. you don't. I mean, most people don't, right? I imagine, but yeah, that's what you can do. And mm -hmm. then, then after that, what what is what are the next steps? I mean, you grow it. Yeah, so you guys had to I mean, get a license to be a grower. Which yeah, they only, give, they only give eight. Yeah. And then you have to have a separate license to be a processor. Yeah. So you a get a license to process. And those are not pharmacy? limited. Like, what is that? Is that then different? there's yes, yeah. So processing is whenever you take that cannabis, you cut it down. You can get we call it, um, you know four to six cuts a year, depending yeah. on how people are growing. <clears throat> uh, the plants you mean kind of the har your harvesting exactly okay. your harvest. Yeah. yeah. So you'll harvest that and then. Uh, there's a lot of ways to break it down. You can, people, most popular is just the straight bud. You trim it up, get the leaves off it. That's what uh, people are most familiar with. You can uh, extract the cannabis off of the plant and make, you know, vapes, oils, oils and tinctures. You can get, you know, concentrates a little bit more, you know, deemed more recreational, which call them shatter diamonds. There's all kinds of fun yeah. names in the cannabis yeah. industry. Um, we try to stay away from a, a lot of the stuff that's not medical sounding because this is a medical program in Utah and the state has made it very clear they want this to be a medical yeah. focused. So but, you guys, yeah. do you guys start coming out talking to the, you know, if you're in a participating legislative session and you start talking street terms or these different terms, they just think, oh crap, this is going south? A little, they could, yeah. Could, they, could, they could think that. It's, it's Especially when you get into strain names. For, for cannabis strains, yeah. uh, there's some interesting ones out there. Um, but, it, you know, everybody knows, like, uh, you know, Granddaddy Kush or... Uh, no, not everybody. You're talking... <laughs> you're talking to, you I know, guess there's the more... Just, there's the I'm more... Just uh, I just... I know... Granddaddy, Granddaddy Kush. Purple. I know, I know Granddaddy. the sticky, icky, icky. Yeah. From Snoop Dogg, right? That's what I know. <laughs> Snoop's, Snoop's heavy into it. I mean, the strains, people get, people get pretty wild with their strain names. There's the, you know, there's there's thousands, and so they're when, all stranger than the last one. When you're growing for medical purposes, is there regulations on the strains that you can create? Or is it just like, we could create this granddaddy, sticky, icky, purple, whatever we want to call it, and yeah, we can use it for medical purposes. Or do they have this legislation like, hey, you can stick to A through they, E, and that's it? There's a lot of just stay in the spirit of the law. The spirit of the law is not to uh, be calling it 
you know, there's a there's a strain out there, for example, called the purple panty dropper. And <laughs> we we have to abbreviate it to PPD. And people kind of know what it is if they know their strains. It's a but we don't call it that. There's there's um uh, the cookies brand is really popular it's, uh, after a strain of, of cannabis. Um, Burner is the guy's name who kind of started this, created a big brand out in California. It's, it's blown up really big in the cannabis industry. But, you know, we'll see how that all works itself out because cookies is a very recreational brand. Yeah. And the <clears throat> recreational, the market for cookies is recreational. Sometimes you'll see it. It's like the it's like the same font as the cookies uh, that cereal cookies cookie cruise? Cookie 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 cruise. Cruise. Yeah, yeah yeah so <laughs> it it's playing off of because you know the munchies and cereal yeah. and all that stuff but it's uh, um, burner's done a great job building this brand out of California it's very very popular and we don't have it in Utah I think a lot because of this reason and I think it's coming and it's going to be interesting to see how the regulators keep it medical because it is still medical but yeah. it has a recreational tilt to it i mean cannabis is not that all all that different whether it's called purple panty drop or or, or uh you know medical og i, don't, I mean I don't, I don't think that's a name but it is now <clears throat> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll grow it and we'll call it that but it's it's uh it's highly regulated they don't want it to look recreational but it's a it's a fine line because yeah. So we're being surrounded by Colorado, Nevada, California is just right down the street. It's uh, Arizona just went wreck. It's yeah. a lot of seepage into that culture into yeah. Utah. Do you foresee Utah ever getting into a recreational use? Uh, I think I think it's probably inevitable at some point. Um, what at what point? It could be a while. Um, we have. We're definitely going to need to see some federal changes for cannabis, you know, industry people. Well, in isn't the cannabis still a class one? It's illegal. Yeah. So it's right? illegal federally. And that's a difficulty because we don't have access to banking. The number one issue is. Yes. I was going to ask you about this. We can't get loans. We can't. You can't like. We can't use a credit, credit card. Because the, the funds are going into your bank account. You can you can take in cash. It's right. a cash business. There's a few apps out there that have kind of um, been able to finagle around the laws a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're totally legal, but they, you just have to operate differently. Yeah. A lot of opt-in stuff yeah. you got to agree to before you, before, and then it hooks up to your bank account. So you can use an app. Uh, the one that's most popular in Utah is called Hyper. Um, we take Hyper, but more than a, a lot more than half of our, I'd say it's probably still 80% is just straight cash. Randy Moss style. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the what's his face? The fighter that just would carry like Nick Diaz. No. Oh. I mean, Mayweather, maybe? Mayweather, yeah, he would carry like oh, he's cash, cash with him or something all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got a lot of cash too. So yeah. he can do that. <clears throat> what's the number one question when people find out what you do? What is mm -hmm. the what's the question you just get all the time and you just hate? And not, maybe not hate, uh, hate strong word. It's just um, like, dude, okay, hold on. Unless this, we've this, already this asked it. This is the thousandth time. <laughs> Don't tell us. This is like, oh, dude. You know, and then they, they shoot the same same question or the same comment. You know, it's usually not question. People usually know someone who uses it to benefit them themselves or they use it themselves or they had a grandma that passed away from cancer and tried it. So they want to share experiences of when 
they or someone they know used it for a medical purpose. Okay, and so and that's really cool. Yeah, okay, back up. Okay, now I guess it depends on how you explain the business you're in, right? Because if you explain it in just this nice professional way, yeah, okay, yeah, we're, we're yeah. medical marijuana, cannabis grows, but, you know, or obviously if you just, yeah, I mean, we grow, we grow marijuana. Or, yeah. you know, I guess it depends, you know, do you ever notice if you, you, you the little, you know, maybe someone you don't know, kind of the elevator pitch, it's like 15 seconds you explain it in a certain way, you get a totally different Absolutely. Thing. Yeah, we're, we're pretty guarded in how we talk about okay, it. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, so I just moved into a new community <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, so I moved, I'm from, I, I'd been living in West Valley. My wife's from there. I love West Valley. Like, I, I for whatever reason, I fit in there really well. Maybe something to do with the marijuana <laughs> background. But uh, I just moved to Bountiful, very different type yeah. of community. And um, I would say people have, people have been generally very acceptive because I don't hide it. I mean, look at me. I'm wearing cannabis gear yeah. all day. <laughs> so I can't hide it. I don't try to. But, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people will definitely avoid just talking about cannabis because, cannabis you know, whatever stigmas they may attach to it. But and the culture. Exactly. But yeah, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm immersed in it, so I just, I'm pretty open. But yeah. very rarely do I have anybody who has a negative response to what I'm doing, which is great. Cause yeah, I, that's great. I think that's where things are headed. I think it's just going to get more and more, uh, you know, accepted. So... Um, yeah, you better eat some pizza, <laughs> dude. Reader, I was gonna, or both of you, really. I listened to this. It was like an eight-part podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it was called. I don't remember the name of the podcast, but they called this big group out of Colorado the Syndicate. Syndicate. Or the Syndicate. I, maybe it was the Syndicate, but basically, it was a, it was a story, a specific story about a grower. That it, it, interesting to say because they they could grow so much. Of the cannabis because they they had you know they could have these huge warehouses of 100,000 square feet, but in terms of what somebody can buy is a fraction of what you can harvest all year long. So this dude, dude, this dude was shipping marijuana everywhere. I mean, he had a guy flying it in airplanes all over the country, everywhere, and uh, it was actually a really interesting story about you know just this one group out of out of uh, out of Colorado that ended up being obviously a massive story there because this guy was. I mean, they were doing a ton. Um, I'll have to, maybe I'll pull my phone and just Well, and I won't say... I mean, I know you're yeah. probably familiar with the story, or maybe even the name of the guy there, but anyway, I just... I, so I'm familiar with that happening, because it happens all the time, especially in markets like Oregon and, and California, where, <clears throat> yeah, they're growing 10x the amount of weed that can even be consumed in that state, you know reasonably consumed. In California, too, there's a documentary, Murder Mountain, on Netflix that talked about that area up in uh, northern California, southern Oregon border, where they just, they've taken over this mountain and they just grow gobs and gobs of weed up there. Yeah. And there's, it's lawless to some degree, but it also supports the community. And so it's, there's a lot of, and that, so what they call it is seepage. If, if, uh, they call it what? They call it, they'll call it seepage. Seepage, um, okay, I thought you said seepage. No. I thought that meant something, okay, <laughs> seepage, sorry. No, yeah. seepage where you get X amount of, you know, you have these giant harvests, you know how much you can sell legally, and then stuff just, you know, falls off the back of the truck or whatever. <laughs> yeah. We haven't experienced that in Utah at all, primarily because 
prior to this passing, Utah was not known as a hub of cannabis growth. You know, no, if somebody's going to do a black market grow, they're not going to put it in Utah. The climate sucks, the culture is not going to be favorable, and the cops are going to be really mean. So you, you're going to put it in Oregon, right. California, Colorado, and that's where most of them are, <clears throat> or, you know, South America. So, uh, you know, we haven't experienced that in Utah. Um, part of what we're trying to prevent by everybody not growing their full 100,000 allotment is that's going to create just too much cannabis for the industry, and then what do you do with it? People are going to have a hard time destroying cannabis that they've spent a lot of money growing, yeah. Yeah. and it's very expensive. And that's where the temptation comes in. You have this expensive commodity that the state would want you to burn, and you'll just get people who are going to yeah. say, yep, I burned it, and they threw it in a truck and drove it to wherever. Could you just invite all of your patients to come over and <laughs> burn it in a building together? <laughs> exactly. Hey. The, the Guinness Book World. So it is called The Syndicate. The Syndicate. That is the podcast name. Undercover DEA agents, like it was a, a whole wow. operation. When was Very this? Very interesting. Um, I'll tell you, it was, oh dang, I don't want to give the year, but sibling, sky, dude, the skydiver, a guy that would fly <laughs> skydivers around, ends up getting recruited to fly to fly this everywhere. Um, this sounds like a movie. I mean, the podcast came out last year, and it was, it was like almost eight episodes. I think you would love it. I mean, obviously, this is your world. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you've probably seen some, you know, some interesting shady things, but dude, you, it's worth the listen, definitely. But so it came out last year. Some of the people I know certainly have. Mm -hmm. I've I've been, you know, in Utah in this regulated market. I haven't seen much shady stuff at all, actually. Before this, I was in politics. That there's some shady stuff yeah, going well, on there. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, always. But for the most part, the cannabis program in Utah has been very above board, which makes sense based on our history here. We don't. We just. Yeah. We just didn't have this illegal market in terms of it being grown like there wasn't that black market industry here other than people selling yeah. it on the I guess streets. I meant to say it was more like you could yeah. see the potential of being able to grow so much and then say oh yeah like like you just mentioned hey we just crap we just burned it all but then how often did how often do regulators come by and see like the size of the operation how much you're growing how much you're harvesting quite a bit okay yeah uh, actually you would so, imagine that they would especially here well but in Utah there's only eight you know so yeah. it's pretty easy Cal Colorado is it? Hundreds for sure. I know in Oregon it was eleven hundred. There's oh, eleven hundred right. grows. Yeah. yeah, and you know it, it, they were growing. There at, at one point there was like one grow for every eight consumers. Like it was just out of control. And and that's whenever you start creating these situations where there's there's obviously seepage or else these doors would be closing. We wouldn't have yeah. this many that could continue to grow. So. Yeah. Hmm. So but, you guys, yeah. you guys grow. Mm -hmm. You have a pharmacy as well. Yeah, we do. Okay. So we're in, we're located in Bountiful. Process. So we we don't have the process set up yet. There's a bunch of other processors that we're using at this time because we've really focused on. What do you mean by that? What, what do you mean process? So so processing, we can harvest it and then we can give it to a processor who's specifically doing the extraction or okay, or so, trimming okay. and putting it in final product form. So I mean, but here okay. for for medical, right? You can't smoke it, right? No. Yeah. Right. It's like pills. 
So like what, you can't put it into edible, like into like brownies or gummy bears or anything, right? No, it can't be. Uh, so you can put it in. They call it cuboid. What, what's the word? Gelatinous, Gelatinous cube? cuboid. What did, what did, did you do your research, or you just you know what's going on here? I'm, I'm a little. I'm not shocked by any means. I'm actually impressed. Thank you. With both of you. Okay. Anyway, keep going. So, so you can make edibles, gummies that most people are familiar with. Yeah. Uh, they're just all rectangular, and they're not as fun as maybe some of the other states. They don't look but like bears. They're not meant to be, right? The, but not flavored. Probably just they like can do flavors. Oh, you can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they can do flavors. They because cannabis tastes terrible. You don't want to choke it down. So they hide it with sugar and some flavor. But uh, yeah, so we have we have the pharmacy in Bountiful. When so our, our we got awarded our grow in 2019. Um, yeah, so it was the end of 20, yeah, middle of 2019 summer, and then we actually got the license. We were prepared to start growing in October. So we had a temporary grow. We've moved everything up north since then, but uh, we got the pharmacy license January of 2020. So, okay. and then we opened the pharmacy in August because it takes quite a bit of time and capital to get these projects really? running. Oh yeah, a, a, a ten thousand so last year. Yeah. yeah, like for our, on the grow side, ten to twenty thousand square foot grow is going to cost you three to four million dollars just to build out, because wow. the environmental controls are, they're you know they're pretty sophisticated. That's why, you know, people may see we're in these tin boxes. That's why people use these. In fact, Harvest, one of the growers here in Utah, specific they they use these. This is all they use. Everything's in a Everything's in a shipping container, so because you control the light, temperature, humidity, everything. Hmm. A lot of people <clears throat> control the whole thing from their phone too. They just yeah. they know when to water it. Yeah, everything. Cool. Because when you're growing something a commodity like cannabis, and you're actually growing the cannabinoids on the plant, the plant itself isn't valuable other than these cannabinoids that it produces, and that's your. When you get into cannabinoids, cannabinoids. so that's CBD. Okay. CBD is a cannabinoid. There's you know dozens of cannabinoids. The ones people are most familiar with are CBD, which is legal, non-psychoactive, helps with inflammation, seizures, sleep. You know, um, you can buy it pretty much everywhere. Yeah, you can't drive down the street without seeing a CBD store yeah. right now. Yeah. And then THC, which is the psychoactive component, also very medical. I would. Uh, far more medical properties than CBD in terms of pain relief, um, sleep, uh, appetite. Um, so a lot of cancer patients use it because the nausea, the pain, and it increases appetite. So uh, THC is what we're allowed to grow. I mean, what we're allowed to sell in our pharmacy and grow. And that is your primary medical component. And there may be some people who would challenge me on like what the primary, but in my opinion, THC is by far and away that's what people want for both the aspect of getting high and for uh, yeah. medical relief. Yeah. So from one plant, you call it a plant? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you extract both THC and CBD, or is that two separate like strains you have to? So you can. Yeah, we had we had an interesting strain that was like 16% THC and 5% CBD, and that's that's fairly rare because. We, we breed these plants. They're all created now out of, we like these characteristics, we like those characteristics. We create a seed, we plant all the seeds we can, and then we find like the best one of that 
of that family, how, for whatever terms you want to use. You're, you're trying, it's called uh, pheno hunting. You're trying to find the very best plant that's going to yield the most cannabinoids and um, the structure of the plant is going to be easiest to maintain and uh, grow uh, resilience to mold, bugs. There's all kinds of features you're looking in the perfect plant. And that's where you get these brands like Cookies, where they found these really good phenotypes and then turned it into essentially a brand. And they put their name on it. And, and then they sell these seeds and these genetics. And <coughs> you'll, you, there's in, in the state, there are cookies. Like Girl Scout Cookies is a strain that um, is popular. You have uh, So there's all kinds of stuff that then come from these strains. But everybody's trying to find their own unique strain yeah. that's going to be both appealing from um, just, you know, whatever the name is or the effects, but also the medical properties of it. Is it hard to, is it hard to find that perfect hybrid, like maybe whatever, that might not be a good word. I mean, do you need like a botanist? Or is it like chemists? I mean, what, who, is this, is this, is this like Breaking Bad dude? What's like, <laughs> uh, Mr. Walt White, Walt, yeah, Mr. Walt White, White, dude. White. Yeah. So his eyes, what was his? What Heisenberg. Was his, Heisenberg. Heisenberg. And you got just, Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Jesse Pinkman jumping out. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, trial, I mean, trial and error. Just like, that is, very interesting to me is obviously the the science behind that. Yeah. And but again, I don't. I mean, again, you just hire. Is do you really need somebody that ex, expert in 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 botany or obviously? You know, I guess that, isn't that the word for plants? I yeah. Mean, like, yeah. You know, like a absolutely green thumb dude. Like I would listen to KSL sometimes in the morning because I I love mm -hmm. growing just like peppers in my yard. Sure. And I'll listen to like the Green Show. I think it was called like Green Show something. You know, I just wonder, like that guy in Utah State. I wonder if he could just totally make an amazing marijuana, like a marijuana strain or, or a seed. Yeah. So a lot of those folks, yeah, they don't get into cannabis, <clears throat> right? Because it's still illegal. They could help, but there's there's a ton of plant scientists in cannabis, and they they make a lot of money trying to find the best strains. And <clears throat> more of the chemistry side is on the processing, and that's yes. you know. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's that where the sense. Walt Whites of the world live, where yeah. they'll take these plants, pull off all the cannabinoids and, and um, terpenes out of it, basically the essence of the plant, leave all the plant material, and then start creating these different form factors. They'll throw them in, uh, you know, vape carts, which is just an oil that burns and releases, releases, releases the chemicals that are, you know, people are trying to get. So... And then edibles, they have drinks now. They'll have, they have all kinds of stuff. Because uh, cannabis, interesting, and I don't know how, how much people care about this, but it, it's a fat-soluble. Uh, yeah, okay. So it, it doesn't necessarily just dissolve in water. you yes. got to do quite a bit of, of playing with that molecule until yeah. it will start to dissolve. And that's also why marijuana stays in your system quite a while. It, it bonds to your, you know, yeah. bonds to your, your fat cells and... It's in there for like yeah. 30 days. And then what is there? Um, is there not also a chemi uh, chemistry aspect to the deliverability of the THC with sugar? Like, is that uh, why they? It, it, I mean, do they just use that for flavor, or is that also? I again, I don't know. I've just I'm always interested in conversations. Yeah. I talk to people that you know that have mentioned to me that is actually the the sugar combined with that is actually a good. A good way to deliver it to the system because it maybe it does help absorb it or break it down quicker. I don't. I don't know. So it all goes through your liver. I, I, uh, um, I'm not sure on that. I don't know. Yeah. It could be. This is definitely not my expertise. 
but uh, it helps it go down. That's for sure. <laughs> Cannabis yeah, is yeah, not not a flavor. I mean, it's not a flavor people are looking to use. There, there will be no cannabis pizzas coming out. Where okay. Actually, there, there might be. Who knows? So, <laughs> tons of questions. Anyway, I don't even. I, I got one more. No, go ahead. So, Just dude, I... right by my house. Okay, you know where I live, the North Pleasant mm-hmm. Grove. You know where those silos are at, like the Manila Pond area. Like that was a new pond. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. 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 I do. Anyway, kind you're, of. North... You're getting close to American Fork at yeah, that point. It's literally like my backyard is AF. Like literally, mm-hmm. my my fence is the border, and then a little bit north of Cedar Hill. So I'm literally right in the oh, yeah. corner. There is a little there. You, there was a there was a field up there that did pumpkins every year for for Halloween. You know, two there was a guy that was a field. This this year, dude, he grew. Uh, they were throwing around the word hemp. Hemp. Okay. Yeah. Um, what like that's a completely Could different you smell plant. It? Oh, dude, it smelled like shit. Yeah. I mean, there were days like the wind would be kind of blowing <laughs> down. Well, I, mean, I guess it just was like, what the hell is that smell? And my obviously my neighbor, he's he's very familiar with. Marijuana and uh-huh. cannabis and, and edibles and all these things, and he knew. Exa- I mean, he knew exactly kind of. He could smell it. And he went up there, and you're looking at these plants that look just like marijuana <laughs> plants, right? I mean, identical. They're the same. They're, they're the same, except the but chemical it's a different makeup. Different seed. It's a different cannabinoid that they're different cannabinoid. Yeah. So he. So that. What would that's be the purpose for that guy putting? I mean, I'm talking like an, an acre and a half. So of, of you, all hemp plants. You extract the CBD out of that. That's the purpose. So these plants are growing. So he might these have a, he might have a license, I guess. Or, yeah. Or a, he has a hemp license. Okay, he does have a hemp license. Not one. So we have a cannabis license, medical cannabis THC license. THC license. Only eight of those. Hemp licenses are unlimited. Anybody can go get a hemp license, pay the fee, oh, really? and grow hemp. Now what? In the state of Utah. Yes. Now, when you're using hemp, hemp is really just a definition of it's a cannabis plant, where less than 0.3 percent of the cannabinoid makeup is THC okay so it's you'd have to use so much of it I don't even know if it would be possible to get high off of what he's extracting unless you were specifically to extract the THC out of it yeah and then at that point it's it's so much plant material having to expect that it doesn't make any but sense he was growing it outdoors I yeah mean, this so was not even in a you know some controlled yeah. environment at all so they'll they allow that uh, for CBD growth and I mean there's a lot of people like your neighbor that got into this industry saying you know I can I can sell CBD and some of them have done okay and a lot of them have have not yeah. been able to find the suitors to sell it that they've wanted now people can process their own products you know they put CBD in everything they'll put it in yeah dog food they have like CBD pillows you can sleep Bull on crap. yeah yeah there's... they do it's what like, CBD what hell, CBD infused it do nothing but mattresses and pillows I've seen you just like you so I mean, through <laughs> the skin like you know, uh, it, it, know. To, for me it sounds like an advertising gimmick yeah. I've never slept on a CBD bed so I don't want to say anything derogatory <laughs> oh about gosh, them but that's amazing I'm uh, that's pretty cool I'm with you on I don't know what they do other than <laughs> slap CBD on everything and yeah. someone's gonna buy it somewhere <clears throat> that's why we got Domino's today mm-hmm. CBD pizza <laughs> dude the we're CBD. just yeah, dude, for sure. So your main focus is to extract the THC. Well, so we, we yeah, right. THC is what we have a license for. Yeah. Do you have to have a license for CBD? Do you guys do anything with that? We, we do some CBD stuff, not a lot of it, because it's so readily available outside of our store. To shop with us, you have to get a card, a medical card from right. the state. you got to go see a doctor, um, a QMP. They call them qual- qualified medical pr- practitioner. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. what the piece is. How many for, of those actually. guys? Uh, there's, any there's about just, five, not, 600. So what you're saying is not any doctor can give you a 
write you know, write a script for a card, for I guess a script or some type of thing to get a card. So they they can they just have to register with the state before. Okay. So it's a licensed medical provider who's registered with the state and then uh, has a patient that you know, they believe would benefit from cannabis. There's, you've also seen a lot of clinics be set up with, because um, you can you can be a PA, which is a... Physician's assistant. Yeah, yeah, physician assistant or an MA, master's of nursing, whatever, and uh, or doctor or DO. Those are the ones that can prescribe. Actually, DO just got added this last session. It's not legal yet, but those are the ones who can prescribe cannabis. They can go become a qualified medical provider and then uh, they refer they they refer them to the state after signing off on, you know, this patient has a hurt knee and they don't want to use opioids. Go try cannabis. So is that send it into the state? Yeah. Is it as simple as that? Because right, because the list was simple. like, hey, you have HIV, AIDS, you have Crohn's, uh, cancer, PTSD. So right. So if I go to my doctor and I'm like, I am completely anti. I don't want to do any opioid. Mm -hmm. My knee is bugging the shit out of me. Can you please give me a medical marijuana card? They could say, yeah. They could if they were a QMP. Uh, it would be easier just to go to a QMP rather than trying to convince your doctor to become a QMP. So they have clinics set up. And in, in Utah, which is not uncommon with any medical state, most people qualify under pain. And pain's hard to track. It's hard to say you don't have pain if it's someone does. So it, it's definitely a way for people to get into the system if, uh, if you know, they just want to use cannabis for something that's not AIDS or cancer or, you know, because, you know, depression is not a, on the qualified list, really? which, you know, we'd love I, to add. I imagine it. that would be added sometime sleep. Uh, yeah, anxiety, depression, sleep, those are all ones that a lot of people use it for, but they're not on the list. So yeah. I want to come either, back to this, yeah. but just really quick. Uh-huh. Can you create different strains? Say, okay, we have this strain, or maybe not you. You're not doing it, but other growers mm -hmm. say this will help you sleep. Absolutely. This one will help anxiety. So there's different strains kind of yeah, cater towards. Exactly, there are, and you're walking a fine line, like in the vitamin world. You know, they'll say yeah. this vitamin. You know, people take this and they feel great, but it's not. This vitamin cures cancer, or whatever. They, yeah. you, we can't goji, make those same berries kill, cure cancer. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, so, so, but if you started a goji company, you could tell people that in whispered tones, but you can't put it on yeah, your exactly. box, right? So that's kind of where we're at. In you the couldn't same put on your box. Okay. This, you're going to sleep better. So, like, if I was in the pharmacy, right? You'd say people, maybe the yeah. pharmacist would be like, "This one will probably help you sleep better." Yeah, it's yeah. not going to be on emphasis on probably, and it yeah. probably will work because in my experience, THC makes you sleepy. And in, in uh, the strain will be called Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman, <laughs> there's got to be that one out there. It's got to be that's sure out there, there for yeah. sure. And then you sing the song to it. Laced with Ambien. <laughs> yeah. Is that the Metallica song? Oh, no, that's Enter, Enter Sandman. Enter Sandman. Enter, in, yes, yeah. Enter Sandman. Mr. But Sandman. I'm sure that's very yeah. Enter Sandman would be a good strain. It's too. from uh, so yeah, so you've probably heard indica, sativa, hybrid. Those are kind of how. Those are like some rudimentary breakups of the plant. Indica, people remember it in the couch. That's how most people remember. <laughs> okay. It's gonna. It's the indica strains are more likely to make you sleepy. Sativas are more energizing, um, you know, creative types. And and how this comes down because they're all THC. So THC interacts with uh, the cannabinoids, which is THC is one interacts with these terpenes. And terpenes are the 
the flavor profile. So you'll have a bunch of terpenes in the plant as well. They're going to interact with the cannabinoids and pr um, produce a little bit different effects. So uh, if you have a strain that is you know, high in THC and high in pinene, pinene is a terpene that's pretty common. It's actually found in pine trees. You know, that's going to be one that's going to make you feel differently than one that's another terpene is beta-caryophylline. And this is a terpene that um, I, I'm, I'm forgetting exactly how they work, but I think that's one that's more of the sleepy side. It might, but, and then at the end of the day, everybody's body's a little bit different. We right. all have endocannabinoid systems in our body that these cannabinoids interact with because, you know, we developed and evolved with these plants. Dogs have them. So people feed their dogs and cats CBD and THC pretty regularly because it's going to help with arthritis, going to help them sleep, going to help them calm down. So horses are another one. Mm. I need to give my dog, I need to give Willis that you during the 4th of July. He needs a sedative. Exactly. 4th right? of July, yeah. That's what I need to give it to him. <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah, there's so much science, and we have, we have the Walt Whites that are in cannabis that okay. are, that oh, are uh, advancing this. You would imagine. You find a lot more Jesse Pinkmans, right, <laughs> who have been just toying with it forever, but these are smart guys, too. They, they know cannabis. I mean, school can teach you only so much about cannabis. you got to get in there and play around with it and <clears throat> use yourself as a, as a guinea pig. Okay, I got, I got another question. Kind of switching gears a little bit. Yeah. Curious your opinion. Okay. I guess I'll, let me explain my thought here. Employers, so we do a lot of drug testing, mm -hmm. pre-employment drug testing. More and more, our clients are asking us to do either two things. One, don't test for marijuana. And if you do, and then the second one is if you do, can the MRO you know, the report just omit yeah. the line that says, you know, the marijuana line. So even, yeah. no matter what, they just, they don't want to see any results. Um, or if we can't, you know, if they can't take it off of the of the report, let's say, then, you know, they're like just creating a policy. It's like, obviously we just don't, we just don't care about it. Now, I imagine there's gotta be some crossover between what you're doing and maybe even the, you know, just employers and that, mm -hmm. and, 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 that, that industry, not as an industry, but just in that world of, again, this is more your stance and opinion should, should, because these, well, and let me back up, these, these people, I get, I mean, you said there's only 30,000 marijuana, or there's only 30,000 cannabis 000. cards, yeah. 30,000 you said. About, it's about 20 right now. Let's say 20,000 medical marijuana cards, Yeah. obviously hundreds of thousands of people, mm -hmm. million, maybe let's say in Utah, are obviously doing you know, yeah. some form of THC, edibles, smoking, or whatever. But employers, like, they, if they kind of, they, they probably understand these numbers a little bit, but they're not, they don't care about marijuana. They're starting to not care if you are doing that. It's not going to, it's not going to prevent you from getting a job in a lot of places. And uh, then it's not going to no. prevent you from even holding the job. They just, they, they actually don't, even though in Utah, it's still pretty strict. I mean, there's no, there's no legal reason you should be smoking or at least consuming that and having that in your system, but they just don't want, they don't want to see that. So on the employment side, would you have an opinion on that? Because obviously a lot of yeah. people on LinkedIn that you know, we deal with their HR, and that's who, those are the people coming to us saying, hey, don't show us this, we don't want to, we don't want to test for it anyway. Well, it's right. a huge question, I know it's a long word, long Well, but long then, question. but that's what comes back to that fat soluble where it binds in your system and will stay there for 30 days. It's a little yeah. bit harder to test, so like, I would be far more concerned about an employee that enjoys Coke 
and not you know not coca-cola but you know yeah. coke <laughs> coke <laughs> then cannabis but coke's out of your system that's easy to beat you can beat not that i've done it i, I but so, in okay, terms what you're of like, is like the thc <clears throat> can stay in your system can and it affects you longer or is it just is it just is it detectable longer it's detectable longer it doesn't affect you so you can you can test active and inactive cannabinoids in your system and uh, yes, you know, so other drugs, alcohol, heroin, coke, cocaine, those are going to be out of your system a lot sooner. So you could do Cannabis more frequently. Days. Kind of, as this kind of well, it's just easier to. It's if you're if you're worried about getting caught on a drug test, cannabis isn't your best drug. Right, yeah, because it stays in there. Yeah. And so that's why you see a lot of people now becoming more open, saying, "Hey, I, I use cannabis. I'm still a good employee." Uh, I use it for medical purposes, or you know, maybe I've replaced alcohol with cannabis. That's what most adult use programs see. People are drinking less alcohol and using more cannabis because it's healthier. You don't have the hangovers, and uh, um, you're you're using yeah. it for relaxation. It's some of the same reasons someone might drink every night, uh, but it's much safer. So, so from the employee standpoint, obviously Utah's an at-will state. We can fire anybody yeah, for exactly. any reason. But uh, cannabis doesn't seem to be as big a deal in the workplace anymore, as long as people are using it responsibly. It's also something that you can, you can detect fairly easily if somebody's coming in pre-baked every day. Yeah. So at, at, our, at a Wholesome Co., we have a, we have a policy, just you know, don't use while you're working. We don't want to see you under the influence of cannabis while you're working, period. A lot of the people we employ are patients. They have their patient card. Yeah. They're buying cannabis every night after they leave and going home and using it. But we haven't had an issue with um, employees' performance yes. based okay. on using. And we, I, you know, we would not tolerate anybody using at work. Which but, I'm sure most, yeah, most employers are the same. Yeah, we're and but we're you know we're in the industry. It's a little bit unique. We're a little bit more open about people's <laughs> yeah. use. Where most people would say, hey, you know, can you just ignore this drug test? I don't use it often, but I do use it from time to time, and it's probably going to show up. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I I think ultimately people are going to go where it's headed anyway. People just won't care. Like, yeah. It's cannabis. Hmm. You know, just do a good job, and we won't have to talk to you about. Yeah. You know your habits yeah and the, and the thing is they don't want to, they also i mean they want to hire good people and there's mm-hmm. you know again when when unemployment's so low and you have so many companies right here just looking for good talent yeah i mean it's hard to, you can't just i mean when you're eliminating people for a lot of different reasons and then you add the marijuana on top of that which is going to become more you know it's getting more more prominent or prevalent right mm-hmm. then you're going to eliminate I and mean, that's why i think that also that's the reason why they all don't want that on the drug test yeah. Just so it's like, no, one more thing we got to now send somebody. We can't hire him because of that. But that doesn't necessarily indicate whether or not they'd be an amazing employee. Well, and that's not, we're not seeing people miss out on job opportunities because of cannabis use generally. Uh, and I think some public employees are, uh, if, they have, if, they, if they have their card, then they're covered. They can't be fired for cannabis use. You know, they, they'll have some different rights based on being a public employee. I have, I'm, I'm not a public employee, so I haven't looked too closely at that, but I'm pretty sure there are some protections in there for public employees. And, and a, a, you know, a lot of companies just don't, it's kind of like a don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. We don't want to know, don't let it affect your performance. And that's, I think that's the right place to go. Because I, I don't want to 
force a company to not be able to fire someone because they use cannabis either. If, if that's something, if that's where the company wants to go, there's still quite a few that cannabis, if it's on your list, especially national ones that might have offices around the country, they'll just have a straight policy. If you fail your cannabis drug test, you can't work there. Mm -hmm. But we're seeing that change, especially in the tech world, because tech is a uh, Tech is that age and a lot of people they're using. You got a lot of people work from home. Yeah. Mm. Anxiety, stress, yeah. depression, yeah. you know. It would have been interesting to see if you would have been open like August 19th and then the effects of COVID on your business. Because, I mean, I'm just saying like you opened, your pharmacy was opened in August August 20, 2020. 2020. So it's yeah. kind of like, uh, you know, it's toward mid, 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 mid COVID, right? Yeah. And I wonder if other pharmacies in other states had seen like massive booms, like just. So, yeah, that just went crazy because people are home instead of going on vacation. They're going to take a little extra money and they might be able to buy a little extra well, uh, product. And then. So you saw a big difference in the states that declared cannabis essential business and those that didn't. A lot of cannabis companies had a hard time if they weren't essential, obviously, because you have really high overhead. Did California declare those as essential? Uh, I think a lot of them did. I, I didn't follow California as much. I know Colorado. Uh -huh. uh, I think initially um, they were kind of on the edge, and then they were declared essential for the medical purposes. Yeah. And so I have a friend there who operates, I think he has seven stores in, in Colorado, and once he was allowed to open during COVID, he crushed it like he was making more money than he'd ever made because people are sitting at home yeah they're receiving a lot of them are receiving these ppp checks <laughs> yeah. and it's like yeah. what am i gonna do i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna use cannabis to help me get through the the the, <laughs> the covid covid so when you get a card mm -hmm. how often how much like how frequently can you go to a pharmacy because so, there's rules yeah. around the card right like don't yeah, you have to check in every doesn't somebody have to check it like every 30 days or something for the first little bit? Uh, so it's 90 days 90 after days. the first one. And then after you've done that one, then it's six months. So uh, the first you get, you get 90 days and you have to go back and see your QMP and then you can do it at six months increments. And these are pretty expensive. I mean, it can, it can be two, $300 just to get the card. And then um, uh, whatever they charge per renewal, it's a little bit different from everybody, but the limitations are set by the legislature. You can't, you can buy, it, it amounts essentially to an ounce a week. Uh, an ounce of cannabis is mm. quite a bit. It is quite a bit. It is, yes. So you're thinking, and this is this is. Uh, well, you're talking like in like smoking form. Yeah, smoking form. Like bud. So you're talking me if I had an ounce a week, that's a lot. Yeah, well, that, for, that's a fair amount. Now people use that much. Uh, They'll use it. In heavy a week. users. Would they use that in a day? I I I would. It would take me a very long time to get you through an ounce. To smoke an ounce. Yeah. Yeah. Or to vaporize it. So vapor, vapor. there's these great uh, devices, Pax Threes, Da Vinci, um, Stores and Bickle is another. Pro, uh, another. Um, these are called. These are hardware developers who, they create these devices. You can pack them full of. They have an oven component, so you pack your bud, grind it up, pack it in the oven, turn it on, it heats it up, and then you're not consuming any plant material because when you're burning it, and this is the. This is the issue with smoking cannabis is you're burning plant material and inhaling it into your lungs. Not safe. There haven't been any studies that have connected it to lung cancer yet, um, but uh, but still not, not safe. You don't want plant material going into your lungs. So these vaporizers will just heat it to a point and then you can pull the, 
the cannabinoids off of the plant through you know heating temperatures and that's a way where you can get the benefit of smoking without actually having to light the plant on fire light the plant on fire fire yeah so an and, ounce and you absorb the same amount like you get the same result you feel the same yeah as smoking yeah. yeah but you know and this is the vaping yeah this is vaping and the reason an ounce so your limits reset every two weeks so you have two ounces every two weeks and then 20 grams of processed uh, um, THC which that's what they track they track the THC um, that's also a lot but if you have if you're in stage you know late stage cancer and you're having nausea and pain yeah. every day and you can't eat you're probably going to need an ounce a week, honestly. You're, yeah. you're going to be you're going to be like a chimney all day, just because, you know, cancer sucks. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about when it comes like, how do you? So you determine it by THC content, right? Yeah, that's per week. So like, what's like if you got a gelatinous cube? So Would you get like seven of those, like? So one each day or what? The most gelatinous cube. <laughs> <laughs> the, now you're getting all. <laughs> so the most common the most common form factors and their their uh, uh, potency is going to be like ten milligrams. So is that a lot? Is that yeah yeah? Uh, well, if you're a new user, ten milligrams is, you're going to feel it for sure. But um, and then the bag will usually have ten pieces. So usually, if you buy a bag, it's going to be a hundred milligrams. There are bigger denominations. That's kind of like that's kind of I would say your most average. 10, 10 milligrams per piece, 100 milligrams in the bag. So you could buy 10 of those bags, and that would get you to one gram. So you could, <laughs> you know, it's a lot if you want to. Okay. Most people, for if you took 10 milligrams, that'll put you to sleep that, for most people. And then a lot of people have pretty high tolerances based on how much they've been using. It's like any drug. You take enough of it, it's going to have a less effect on you, and so you continue to take more and more to get that same effect. Uh but most people, 10 to 20 milligrams is going to make them pretty high and give them the pain relief. It's going to put them to sleep. It's going to increase their appetite. So you're going to get the benefits that you're looking for. But again, tolerances are different and people's pain are different. So you're yeah. going to need more to, to treat the pain. And um, so they make, they make a lot of different uh, form factors that some are more potent than others, easier to digest, because you don't want to eat, you don't want to sit there and eat 100 gummies if you need to get there. Yeah. So they have more potent oils. Um, a lot of people are familiar with Rick Simpson oil. Uh, this is a this is a form factor that you, you take a plant, you basically bath it in ethanol, everything comes off it, and what's left, ethanol burns off, and you're left with just the straight uh, cannabinoids and you know, whatever's left there is a form that is a very concentrated, uh, it's very concentrated product. And so you can get a lot more um, milligrams of THC in those smaller portions. But So, dude, know, I'm 240. Never had any kay. THC. T 10 milligram little, little gelatinous cube. <laughs> like one night, you think that would... I well, mean, if you hadn't eaten all day... Absolutely. Okay, if I'm so if if you're, I if you're in your some, fasting, I got phase, thin crust pizza for lunch. Go home Friday night. I would, I mean, I would feel it because I've never had that. But you, yeah, you'd feel but, it. You know, but it might. I might have to double. You're not dose. gonna. You're not gonna. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would. Uh, you know, 
I would I would say ten probably isn't gonna get you if you're looking for pain relief. I'm or looking just nausea. to relax, man. I'm looking to relax. Ten might be the right. Day. Had a hard day. In the couch. What's that might be yeah, <laughs> the I'm indica. Had a hard day. What's it called? That might indica. Indica. Yeah. You need indica. I indica. Need indica. Need okay. That in might couch. be enough. I mean, everybody's different. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's. I've seen little teeny people who can put down more than anyone. It, it's it's impressive. It's you know the bo bodies are different. People's reactions are different. How they interpret. Mm -hmm. uh, the effects are different, so there's a lot of variability, which is, which is why this drug is sold in pharmacies, well, medical cannabis pharmacies, not pharmaceutical pharmacies and dispensaries, because it's not lethal, so you don't have to worry about not waking up the next morning if you take too much, mm -hmm. but uh, it also allows your ability to figure out what's best for you. Like, what is, 10 milligrams might be perfect for you. You may only need five, you might need 50. You, you're gonna have to, you're, you can experiment and figure out what's best for you. And no matter how many doctors you see, you're never gonna get the right answer until you do it yourself. And uh, personally, a lot of people like to start with edibles because they think it's, uh, it's less intimidating. I, I tell people, if, because when you take an edible, it, takes, it can take 60 to 90 minutes before it hits you. Really, yeah. So a lot of people, will, especially new, you know, new patients, they'll take one and 20 minutes later, like, I don't feel anything. So they take another, <laughs> like, you gotta and then, it out, dude. it's like our good yes, friend. Yes, And then exactly. like, and then in an Shit, hour and, and a half, next thing you know, he's running a marathon. Uh, at two in the we had a friend who was having trouble sleeping <laughs> and his father-in-law, and I was like, Hey, take these. It's got, I think it's got some THC and it'll, you know, help you sleep. So he takes one, same thing, waits like 20 minutes. Like, I don't feel anything. Don't feel like takes another one, you know? And however long later, like he had like a full on panic attack. Yeah. Like he was out of bed. Like he said he was doing like push ups. He felt like he did a thousand push ups. He did like 10. This is not relaxing me. Yeah. He was just, he was having, yeah, it was funny. Anyway. So, yeah, everybody reacts differently. Some people would have fallen asleep and so been like, that didn't saying, even what was, work. What's yeah. the other way you're saying? So, uh, it, vaporizing it. So, va vapor, vapor smoking yeah. it. Because that's instant. Whenever it comes into your, whenever they come into your lungs, cannabinoids through inhalation that's an instant effect. So you're able to measure it easier. So when people are just starting out, you know, I'm not saying you gotta go roll a joint and smoke behind the, the, uh, behind you know, the, the high school, the high school dumpsters or whatever, <laughs> but vaporizing is typically a better way to kind of gauge how much you need. And then you can figure out on the edibles. And if, if you've been a patient long enough, at some point the edibles are going to get you. They just, they will, because when it comes to your, when the, when THC goes through your, liver it produces a, a different chemical which is far more potent than the original chemical in the plant so edibles and it, it depends on how much you've eaten yeah. how much you've drank your body weight you know all kinds of stuff and and uh, they're a little bit more difficult to gauge you can get to the point where you know what's you can predict what's going to happen but for new users you know either a vape card or, or vaporizing flour i think is the best form factor to begin with, just so you can understand what the effect feels like, what kind of medical benefits you're getting from it. Where edibles may seem less intimidating, I hear that story all the time. Where somebody just <laughs> is like, "This doesn't work. What? If, what's the hub? You know, what's the hubbub all about on yeah. this stuff? It doesn't work." And then later they're calling the police, like, "I think I'm going to die," <laughs> you know. And uh, I can certainly see myself. I I could probably say with certainty that at some point in time I'm going to 
I, I want to know. I want to experiment myself just with maybe Let's animals. Let's do it. What are you doing after this? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm going golfing. Maybe, maybe I golf better. Maybe it would. Just no, but I mean, I've, I've had this discussion many times, right? I mean, I, what I, you know, I'm a Mormon. Mm -hmm. I do, you know, I do, you know, we obviously all those, all those Mormons, you know, they have the word of wisdom. You yeah. Know, that, that guideline that, you know, that is for health in the, in, in the religion. And um, even though I think that's bunk, I, I really don't. I well, don't agree no. with any of the, any of those type of policies. And that's for a separate discussion. No, I'm going to say. About it, but I, yeah. I don't understand. These are the things that. I do foresee, I really do, I do believe this, mm -hmm. that, 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 let's call it a policy, will change at some point in time. Um, well, and, um, it already has. Yeah. Well, in, to some degree. If, yes. Yeah, if it's provided by a medical physician, exactly. the church is totally cool with it. And they didn't say it has to be for seizures or it has to be for. Yes, they don't give like a whole list of everything that they. If, if somebody's taking Ambien, I would suggest to them very strongly try cannabis because yeah. it's yeah. the the side effects are so much less severe. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. there's a lot of people on Ambien. Yeah. But I you know, I just regardless of that sure. call the word wisdom, I really do I I like to I like to know understand my body mm -hmm. and just even different different things. You know, obviously I've never I've never had alcohol. I don't know if I'd ever just Experiment with that just to see. How there's that no would medical. Me, yeah, there's no whatever. medical purpose. But there. with the marijuana, you know, other things that are listed, you know, listed in there. Like I just, I just don't really believe it. No, I, I don't necessarily agree with it. But anyway, mm -hmm. different, different day, different, sure. different topic. Yeah, it's a but big the, can of worms. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in the marijuana, like regardless of that, I don't ever, I don't know if I see myself. If that never changed, I wouldn't be, you know, a c consistent really user of that. Of, of cannabis, but uh, I know for a fact I will I will try to see how how it does affect me. Side note: I mm -hmm. I've had MS, multiple sclerosis, since I was 20. Huh. It hasn't really affected me, thank goodness. Knock on wood. You know, I mean residual things like I, you know funny really residual things, but um, it's been a joke. Like, dude, someday maybe I can get a card. You know, and it would have some fun with that card or for what, you know, but, um, I, I mean, I don't have, I know inside I would be lying if I said I need it because I, I really don't, but sure. that is a, that is a, a, that's probably a diagnosis that, that would be eligible to, Absolutely. to have a card. And MS, is that an autoimmune? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there was, during the campaign, one of our strongest advocates was the MS society here in Utah. And, uh, you know, people who are advanced pretty far into the stages yeah. of MS, they use it quite a bit and it helps a ton. So <clears throat> absolutely, especially on the pain front, um, cannabis really helps. MS is one of the conditions explicitly put into the bill because there is a lot of proof that it helps a ton. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, at some point, and you know, that's, it, thank goodness it's, it hasn't affected you too much to this point, yeah. it sounds like. But we have a lot of MS patients who come and, and, and use, and it, it helps quite a bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, I, wish, I wish that we didn't need a medical aspect of cannabis, that yeah. everybody was, you know, not in need of it. But that's, you know, that's my not the case. Uh, My left leg is not growing. It's, it's shrinking. It's interesting. Like my muscles. Hmm. 
So I don't think that I don't think cannabis will help grow my muscles back. In so most, <laughs> so uh, I was wearing little things. But hey, if it did, dude, I I mean I'd be doing that all day. Yeah. Who Hasn't controls to grow <laughs> muscles? <laughs> no. Who controls, or does anybody control the pricing? Yeah, does government. Does, so I mean, is it an open no free price. market, or is it like? Yeah. There's no price setting. Nobody's getting together. So or one pharmacy might be different than your pharmacy. They're all pretty similar because we buy from a lot of the same producers. So we get similar or the same prices. Okay. So because the upfront capital costs and investments are so so large, we do try to recoup that you know initially. So we've seen high prices in the market right now. They're not inconsistent what with what are in other medical markets, especially for our stage. Utah hasn't seen anything happen in our timeline of being a medical state that they haven't seen take place in other states, which, you know, you have initial high pricing, uh, scarcity of cannabis, particularly flour, because flour is always the most popular. So there's times where we'll run out of flour. We'll be doing everything we can to get more in. Um, part of that is, you know, the build out for these grows is nine months to a year. And then the plant life cycle is at least 100 days. And uh, and throughout that 100 days, you're trying to find your best phenotypes, unless you're a company that already has the right phenotypes. If you've done all this and you can just kind of bring them across to seed or as seedlings, it's, um, it's, it's a process to get to that point where the, the supply reaches the demand. So right now, uh, I would say supply is outpacing. Uh, I think everyone would agree with me. I mean, demand is outpacing supply. We're going to see that change soon, probably in the next six months. You'll see the supply catch up, and then you'll start to see pricing drop just naturally. So there's no price setting from the legislature. They talk about it, but, you know, they talk about everything over there. Yeah. Uh, luckily, they haven't implemented that because what that's just going to do is if they, they're going to put a limit on it and say you can't sell a gram for more than 70 bucks or, you know, whatever it is. Then it's like, okay, well, maybe it would have got to 65 or, you know, lower than that at some point. It's never going lower than that. And, uh, and um, there's, it's going to take us longer to recoup our, our initial investments. So yeah, no, it, it's something that does come up quite a bit, but luckily Utah's pretty fair market, free market, so they haven't, uh, that those talks <coughs> haven't gotten too far. You know, yeah. Okay, but I'm understanding, you grow it, mm -hmm. then there's a processor, which is not you. It can be us, we'll have our own process okay, at so, some point, we just have So let's say, let's say at one point in time, you're gonna process, Yeah. and then, then you, after you process it, you're, it's in your pharmacy. Mm -hmm. So, but some people don't increase your margins. Well, yeah, I'm just right. I mean, is that know, obviously you know the, the direction you're going. Sorry, you know all all your costs of the harvest. You know the cost of the processing, and then you know you factor everything in, and then you have your retail price for it in your pharmacy. But there's going to be places that don't process, but they harvest, they don't process, and then the processor could just, you know, they're going to charge them whatever they want to charge them. It it seems like. Is it just, it's interesting, is that just, a, just balances naturally? I mean, the prices from all these pharmacies? Because obviously, like you say, you don't get together, but I can only imagine all of a sudden someone's just getting screwed over by some processor because they don't process it themselves. And then they, it's like, well, we got a sellers for 90 And you're like, well, we're well, 75 and Yeah, luckily there's enough competition that not one person can control anything. So 
Wholesome Co., we're fortunate we have a grow and a dispensary. There's only three companies in the state that have uh, the grow and the dispensing, and those are the limited licenses. Anyone can go get a processing license. It costs $100,000, and you got to have some expertise, yeah. and uh, uh, you got to have the equipment. Okay, 100000 for the license? Just for the license and every doesn't, year. And it doesn't include, uh, you know, I mean, then your setup. I mean, what, no, then yeah. you're uh, processing to set up a state-of-the-art processing lab. Yeah. You're looking at one and a half, two million dollars really? for sure. Yeah. Now <laughs> yeah. you can get by with yeah. some other stuff if you don't. If you want to, if you want to just focus on say ethanol extraction, that's going to be significant cheaper. You just need like a bathtub and some ethanol for exactly. that, right? Exactly. Just yeah. a, that's a what? <laughs> bathtub and ethanol? Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, don't use you your own bathtub, yeah. but yeah. essentially that's the here, idea. You two over here. I don't know. I'm just going with the G. I just think of Pinkman. Oh, Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. Getting it done in the house. But there's CO2 <laughs> extraction. There's, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. You can you can skin that cat a few different ways, yeah. but uh, it's expensive. Cannabis is just it's expensive business. Plus, you got insurance on top of that, and yeah. and uh, you know, care on tons of cash. <laughs> gonna get robbed. You're gonna be freaking the Sopranos, dude. Jump. You're dumping your cash in like your, you know, your your little shed and so fortunately and fortunately in utah there is a credit union that we can bank with oh, so really? we have access just to the bank accounts it's, it's fairly expensive for credit union account okay but you can you can deposit cash yeah. into a credit union yes what if you took cash into a bank and you're always de- you're taking in like what's, what's under the limit nine thousand dollars well ten thousand dollars is that limit you know yeah so you have to fill out a form right you know but you're just depositing like nine grand like all the time. Well, they come and pick it up. They track it very closely. We have who, who uh, picks it up? Uh, the bank. The bank. The bank. So you well, there's just a, walk there's into like the a, bank with all your cash. There's every a company day. called Cashman. Yeah. And they do all the deposits, counting, everything. But what if what, what if you just said, I don't want to use Cashman. I just want to walk into the bank and just there's take people money. who do it. Not in Utah. Everybody everybody in Utah I know is using, but Colorado, California, absolutely. There's they, people okay. sleep on cash. Because the state would know like okay, where you taking your cash. Yeah, would, they're do know. they also kind of regulate? They would come in and say, "Oh, we see you're keeping all your cash on site in a big vault." Like that's and a bad what, idea. What, what, but what, what can they do? Is that part nothing. of the legislation there? No, no. I mean, you like, "Well, I want to keep my cash. I want to build a huge. I want to <laughs> build one of these shipping containers 50 feet down with a big vault door. That's where we're going to keep our cash." You could do that. You could. Okay. Yeah, not a great business plan. <laughs> okay, but, but, I, but I know you what could. you're saying. You could. Yeah, yeah, and. and Early days, so one of our partners, uh, Rich Rich Maloney, who I run the dispensary with him, um, he he worked at Leafly for a long time. Leafly is the leading content online content provider on cannabis. They're just that they're huge in terms of how much content they're putting out about cannabis, and yeah. they'll also do listings for cannabis companies, all kinds of stuff. Leafly's they've been around a long time, but. He's seen it all. He saw it all back from the Washington, Portland, Colorado, yeah. I mean, California days where literally they're, they're coming up and paying their bills with suitcases of cash because no bank would touch anything they did. Yeah. We're, we're in a good spot where Utah, you know, we legalized it before anything changed dramatically because there's going to be some federal changes probably in the next couple of years, I would assume. But... Uh, Still, we're beyond the point where everybody's paying 100% in cash, and yeah. you're nervous about when the next FBI raid is. Does the coming. credit union have to remain nameless? No, it's Utah. Utah first credit union. Utah first. Yeah, pretty yeah. much everybody banks with them. They've been a great partner to the industry for sure. Yeah. They're, uh, and um, yeah, I think 
I'm trying to think if there's any. I don't think there's anyone else that's even looking at. But Utah first is that's where we bank. That's good. There we go. I mean, I, I, I assume <laughs> yeah. they, I assume they didn't. They want, they're okay with me saying <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I was asking. I mean, well, I think you'd like, be smart all, to, all right? the members. It's like, dude, I got, I got weed cash mingled in with my cash in the vault. Yeah, you'd have to be licensed. I think they, they do a thorough, they do a thorough check. Yeah. I've had my fingerprints taken eight times in the last couple of years. FBI checks, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. They go yeah. way back. Jeez, yeah. I'd passed them all though, so. Can't that's catch good. me. No craziness in your <laughs> your younger day, in your younger days. It, not nothing that's popping At up. At least on nothing the, that got you got caught for. It. Oh, we're right, exactly. <laughs> we're up against. We're up against. Here we are. We're one. Are you a hard stop at one? Or yeah, can I got. I got a few questions. Yeah, let's go. We Final can go a few questions. more. Yeah. Okay. 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 Done. Thank you. The, yeah, we're done. We're so that was amazingly fun. <laughs> yeah, now, I would like to learn more because it's very interesting about this whole thing. Okay. We'll do part two. I'll bring my partner. Perfect. Part two. He um, knows all the stuff. I, if we do part two, you're going to bring some cubes. <laughs> how would we get cubes? That was actually, answer this really. Who does we your go testing? To we go to Nevada. So how testing, do you do a testing? Like, does somebody like actually so, partake or is it just say, I mean, how does that work? So when there's two testings you're, you're referencing. One is the personal we call him the CTO, the chief testing officer. <laughs> but uh, we actually have to have everything sent to a testing laboratory that tests potency, uh, purity, all kinds of stuff. So the state was doing that for a little while. But in terms of just testing the products, it's consensus. It's by consensus. We all kind of try them, and then we see oh, what yeah. makes, you know, what, what everybody's kind of getting the same vibes off of them. Gotcha. Crowdsource. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we've, all of our agents have their cards. and. And um, we we uh, we try the products and talk about them for sure. It's Good. part of the gig. That sounds like a fun Monday morning meeting. <laughs> yeah, dude. We might have to, we might have to do rapid fire. Okay. Yeah. For so the, I'm not so going to do these are. I'll do it. Oh yeah. I'm not going to do the one thing that we do, but we end every one with "Would you rather" questions. Okay. Let's do it. So we'll we so ask. We had, uh, but we ask, so you're not doing the songs. I'm not going to do the songs since we read time. lyrics. To songs. Okay. See if you can guess. We usually pick three. Let's do it. If Are you, you got sure? it ready? No, and we might yeah, go a few ready. minutes over. You okay? That's sure. Okay. Okay. I can call in on my Okay, call. okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll do it. Okay. And the good thing is I love this part because I don't even know what he's got. I am not a uh, entertainment aficionado for sure, so this should be fun. Okay. We'll see. I went some big songs. Okay. Some popular ones. Yeah, recent. Okay. okay. We couldn't turn around till we are upside down. I'll be the bad guy now. But no, I ain't too proud. I couldn't be there. Even when I tried, you don't believe it. We do this every time. Seasons change and our love went cold. Feed the flame because we can't let it go. Run away, but we're running in circles. I know who run this away, is. Yes. Run away, run away. It's on the tip of my tongue. This is uh, Post Malone, Circles. Yep. Oh, God. Morgan, Morgan <laughs> County good. resident, Post Malone. Did you pick that? Because Post Malone smoked weed. Yeah. Okay. I just, That's I do a lot of like older <laughs> stuff, but like I was like, I'm going to do something so more recent. Let's I, got a, I got does a five-year-old. Does he come into the, does he come He in? hasn't been, but if, you know, if he wants to, we would open him, we would welcome him. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good business. Have Post yeah. Malone at your expense. Uh, okay. I got a five-year-old that loves Post Malone, so I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with his, like his work. His Everybody loves Post Malone. You'll know this one. Okay. I'll okay. know this one? You'll know this oh, one. Crap, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Sleep on me, feel the rhythm in my chest, just breathe. 
I will stay so the lantern in your heart won't fade. The secrets oh, you tell me, I'll take to my grave. This is my favorite. There's right bones now. in the closet, but you hang stuff anyway. anyway. You know the other I'm part? Not, I'm, I'm not. And if you have nightmares, we'll dance on the bed. I know that you love me, love me, even when I lose my head. Guillotine. John Guillotine. Bellion. Who? John Bellion. Never heard of him. Dude, you ever? Okay. Well, John Bellion. John Bellion. Look him up. Look him up. He's, okay. I really, I mean, I look, it, you know, it's, I saw my oldest is 18. Uh-huh. And then I got three girls, you know, two, one high school, anyway, and junior high. I, all my music the last five years has come from my kids. And this yeah. guy's legit, though. Like, he, 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 you know, he's really good. He's not just like a teenager. Sure. Music dude. John Bellion I'll is probably, he, I think he's, my, he's definitely my he's favorite very talented. guy. One of my favorite guys of, of all time. I'm always looking to get my kids into different music. This guy's legit. Yeah. So that and I, I think, think right, cause if you right. watch like a YouTube of him, how he makes a song, I think you'll appreciate it even more. Because it's he's like, a, he's, he's a, a, yeah, very Yeah, talented. your kids can get stuck. Because you're right. Your kids feed you all your entertainment yeah. Yeah. at that age. Okay, next. Okay. Road shimmer, wiggling the vision. Heat, heat waves, I'm swimming in a. Sometimes all Rap I think song? about is you. No. Late nights in the middle of June. Heat waves been faking me out. Heat wave. Can't make you happier now. No, I'm clueless. I have no idea. Hint. Glass animals. That's the name of the band. Mm -hmm. I've never. Song is called of Heat them. Waves. Look them up. I probably have. I probably, probably have heard that song. song. I heard the song. Glass yeah. animals. Glass animals. All Look right. them up. Okay. You'll like them. Okay, we have one. Would you rather that we ask? Okay. Every time, and okay. then we'll, we're going to rapid fire this. Tiger, so. Tiger Woods takes his driver. And he mm -hmm. swings as hard as he can right to your shin. Yeah. Or would you rather have Barry Bonds take his bat and swing as hard as he can to your back? Is this uh, juiced Barry Bonds? This is juice. This is this juiced. isn't the Pirates. This is steroid era Bonds. Barry Bonds. <laughs> this is and this is pre pre Tiger Woods scandal. Okay. So this is at, this is this is when he was killing it before he was sleeping with the hookers and prostitutes and or during yeah during or no, yeah, sorry, before he got <laughs> before caught got doing that during yeah I get it. Oh, I'm taking Maybe he the. Was juicing. I'm taking the shin for sure. Take the the shin. shin's gonna heal. The back, that's that's problems for the rest of your life. <laughs> that's about. It's, it's an 80-20 on the Tiger Woods. Either one will get you your medical card, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wholesome code. Okay, rapid fire. Okay, uh, just the one rule. You just got to answer one, one or the other. You got to answer. Okay. Would you rather uh, have a life without air conditioning or never be able to use deodorant? Uh. You know, I would. Neither of those are huge priorities. I'm definitely taking the air conditioning. Though. Air conditioning? Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. taking air conditioning. If right. you leave out the air I'm conditioning, okay you're going to need a lot of deodorant, too. Yeah. So. Would you rather have, like, pungent, super bad body odor all the time <laughs> without cure or no front teeth? I'm taking body odor again. Body odor? You're yeah. going to have the body odor? Yeah. I don't, keep I, your front teeth? Keep your front teeth. I guess with the masks, the mask mandate, <laughs> it's true. how long that lasts. That's probably, yeah, have front, not have front teeth, man. <laughs> You'll play the part of your of your industry very very well. <laughs> yes, you know, potentially. Uh, I could get a grill. I could go full yeah. post Malone. There yeah, I'm go. going to the teeth. teeth. You're <laughs> switching. You're switching. <laughs> uh, would you rather go your whole life with one nostril or one ear? So you're nostril. talking. It's just like it's like just, severed yeah, to just, your skin. It's like yeah, one nostril <laughs> or one ear. Oh my gosh! But you still have an ear. You have an ear hole, or is it just skin <laughs> over? You can't even hear on that side. I'm gonna say you can't hear. I'm just so it's just like skin, skin yeah. covering your ear. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. You can take my ear. I'll grow my yeah, hair out. I'm taking the ear. Okay. I'm taking no. I'm taking one ear. 
One ear. <laughs> okay. Would you rather have to eat a chunk of hair or drink a glass of sweat? Uh, hair. I don't want to drink sweat. Dude, that'd be so hard to get down. Both of them would, but hair is... Well, what, how many ounces of sweat? <laughs> what's, how big is the cup? Uh, what's a, Sorry, what's I'm a, cla- a clarifying question. I'm just right, saying, no, this is, is four right. ounces? I'm what's just going to shot Is it a that. shot? Is it a shot of sweat? or? A, I'm going to say a cup. A like bite? A, like eight like ounces. A, yeah, actual cup. Oh, shit. And a chunk. I don't know. Whose sweat is it? Mine? <laughs> no. So you it's don't like know. the grossest dude in the gym. Maybe, the maybe, maybe not. It could know. be the. Would it matter if it was the prettiest girl in the gym? If it was the prettiest girl, I'd take the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I agree. Dude, There's but if definitely it's like the quality of sweat. Dude, I know, but sweat is sweat. It's not gonna be. I can't imagine. But the there's gonna be water. that big. Yeah. I'll take the fittest girl. I'm just assuming maybe she's eating healthy food. Her sweat's healthy. Healthy <laughs> sweat. I'm taking the sweat. Is that a thing? I don't know. Healthy sweat. All right, sorry. All right. I'm, I'm prolonging the would Yeah. Answer. Would you rather be able to speak any language or the ability to talk to animals? Oh, animals. Animals That'd are more interesting sweet. than people. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather live the plot of Groundhog Day or Walking Dead? Groundhog Day. Walking, Walking Dead, Dead and you live the whole time? Or you yeah, you're going to, well, hopefully, right? I mean, there's zombies out there. I don't know. Is there a character that's lived through Isn't the, the, main guy? the zombie? The whole time? I don't know. Anyway, okay. Okay, I made Grand it to season five. I didn't get past that. <laughs> yeah, probably about the same. All right. Would you rather be the worst player on the best team? We'll just use basketball. Or would you rather be the best player on the worst team? Or any sport. It doesn't have to be basketball. Mm. But. So either what you're you, like... What are you thinking? You're, I'm taking you're, the worst player on the best team. Because you're going to get rings. And you're going to get paid. Because if you're good enough to be on the best team, even though you're the worst player, you're still probably better than most people in the league. So I'm taking the championships and I'm, t- I'm going on the best team, being the worst player. You know, I don't I don't want to sit the bench though. That's the that's the problem with being. I want to be in the action. So I'll be the best player on yeah, the worst. See, I'm thinking the monetary best. like rings. Because like, <laughs> dude, it's yeah, like you know, Robert Ory's rings? got like seven rings. Did he, he probably averaged yeah. like 20 minutes a game? What's his face? Uh, Boner Bonner. Yeah, he got a ring. Yeah, he got a ring. Yeah, for the Celtics and the start like yeah. So did, uh, who was that guy from Gonzaga? The, the Gonzaga guy who uh, Adam Morrison. Adams Morrison Adam Morrison got a ring too. I don't want his career. You know? <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> but every year you're on the best team. I'll take. Uh, uh, let's see who's a. I'm trying to think like a. It's like you're LeBron on the Cavs, right? When you first came in, like you just. Got a shitty Dude, you're team, basically but. like. Who? You're, you're like Will Purdue on the Bulls. <laughs> you got six rings, whatever. How many rings? Anyway. Yeah, right. Will Purdue. Okay. Would you rather be unable to grow a single hair anywhere on your body, right? Eyelashes, eye, eyebrows, nothing, or have your entire body covered in hair? And you can shave, but it's just like a constant, like, you're always shaving, like, every day. Or you have no hair anywhere. You're not going to be a very productive person with that much hair. Yeah, I'm going to go hairless. It's hairless. not going to get in the way of productivity. Yeah, you can right? draw on your eyebrows. <laughs> Tattoos. <laughs> uh, okay. Would you rather eat... Poop flavored chocolate, or chocolate fav- flavored poop for the rest of your life, but nobody knows except for you. <laughs> so, like, let's just say your life. chocolate chocolate's your thing, but every time you have it, you gotta have if you want that flavor. You know you you're eating eat poop. You know you're eating poop. And everybody's like, I don't oh, there's eat Alex. Poop. I'll eat, take I'll take shit again. Flavored chocolate. <laughs> I'll just chocolate poop. I'll just learn not to eat chocolate. Okay. I don't know. You know. Ron Burgundy ate a piece of cat poop once, and he seemed to be okay after. <laughs> he was fine. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna eat the poop. 
Read the poop. <laughs> poop coming out of your mouth. Uh, would you rather live to the age of 150 on the condition that you're going to look 150 for the entire time? Or you die at the age of 60, but you look like you're 25 years old the whole time? Uh, I'll take the early exit, the, the quality of life. Sounds like I, you're going to well, have a... How, how early in my life do I look 150? Like once I hit kind of puberty? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever. You just so you're look, I look 150 years old when yeah. I'm 17. Yeah, sure. But you're but going to live till you're 150. Can I... Do I act 150 or I just look 150? I think you just look. So I'm like shredded. I've never I'm seen like anybody. One you're like 150. Benjamin Button. But you're... Yeah. yeah but you stay there, right? You're not... <laughs> yeah. I might take. I might do the exit. The early, early exit. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm 65 and I look like I'm 23, dude. Just killing it. No, you die at 60. Was a okay, 60. I <laughs> okay. die at 60, yeah. but I'm. Yeah. I'm the best. December December 31st. Dead. Okay. okay. Would you rather sleep with your first cousin, but no one would know, or not sleep with them, but everyone in your family believes you did? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, privacy's nice, right? I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, uh, that's a, that's probably. Uh, you, I think you got us on that one. You finally did it. That's something I, I don't think I can choose there. That's a tough one. Dude, you sleep, you'd sleep with your first cousin. <laughs> well, I mean, can you pick? Yeah, you can sure. Pick yeah, which one. you can pick which one. Yeah, I mean, it's just frowned upon. It's not. <laughs> I mean, dude, the thing is, that would suck. Like, no, I didn't. Everybody thinks that you did, but you can't convince them that you didn't. And it's like, no, I didn't do that. Yeah, we all know you did, but then yeah. you do. I mean, nobody says no. No one, no one even has an idea. Uh, yeah. That's tough. That's tough. I think okay. I would, if I had to pick, I'd just, I'd just do it. Last one. Okay. Would you rather get bit by a rattlesnake on your junk? Okay. Okay. And you have to have your best friend suck out the venom. Or your friend gets butt bit, and you have to suck the venom out. Hmm. That sounds like <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a stump one, dude. That's, that uh, well, I mean, that sounds like a. Do you want uh, your friend to save your life, or do you want to save right? your friend's life? I don't want to get bit. That's mm-hmm. for sure. It's already happened. You're bit, or he's bit. I'll take you the I'll she. take the snake vasectomy. Yeah, we'll go that route. I'm done with kids anyway. I don't need you it. Just, <laughs> it's just, you're done. Yeah, it's I'm just, done. It's I got two kids. That's enough. I'm done with it. Okay, that's it. <laughs> awesome. That was it. Thanks, Thanks Ben. Man. Hey, yeah. Appreciate Thank you coming. You. Uh-huh. Sorry, I went a little over. No, you're good. Cut. Yeah, take off. Actually, 